Welcome to the Self Care Podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw. A podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves mentally, physically, and emotionally. We'll help you reach your internal health and growth and your external goals and next professional achievement in life. How? We'll show you how because we've all done it. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm Carrie Shaw with the Self-Care Society podcast. And our guest today is Ruth Dudding, who's the Director of Community Health and Engagement at the Athens City County Health Department in Ohio. Thanks for joining us, Ruth. Thanks for inviting me. I'm happy to be here today. So could you share a little bit about the work that you do and just who you are as a person, Ruth? Sure. Um, I love to talk about my work. It's like one of my favorite uh, (laughs) things to talk about. Yep. Um, So I have been doing what I'm doing um, for about 20, almost 23 years at the health department I've been here. And it's taken different uh, twists and turns along the way. But um, I started uh, with a cardiovascular health grant and then a uh, creative health communities grant. And the whole focus of the work really for all the years has been about making sustainable change, making it easy for people to be healthy. And for lots of years, that was about, um, you know, trails and parks and healthy food and worksite vending policies. And that's still the work. I'm not doing that particular thing right now, but now I work with the people who do do that work. And the thing that I absolutely love about public health is that it is always changing. You know, over 23 years, I've seen, you know, public health responding to, you know, what makes people healthy in a variety of ways. And even now, you know, something new that we're working on is um, community mental health, which, you know, 20 years ago, I would have never thought like, that's the public health issue of the day. And, um, and I just love it. So I, I get to work with um, my community, which I just love. I'm, I'm madly in love with my, my people here at the, you know, Athens, in the Athens region, Athens County region. Um, and yeah, one of the greatest fun things I get to do is try new things, pioneer new things. And so that's what I've been doing for 23 years. And more recently, um, you know, community health worker work, which I think is a huge gap filler for lots of, um, issues around health in the communities, but yeah. That's great. Yes, it certainly has changed over time. I can remember working 20 years ago on um, our school health committee. And um, yeah, so it's really neat to think back. And it's hard to believe that that was 20 some years ago, but. (laughs) But here we are. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Ruth, when you think about, um, I mean, you're so involved in the community and Everybody knows Ruth Dudding. Um, how do you think people perceive you? What do they say about you? <laughs> do they know? Oh, I that's so funny to hear you say everybody knows Ruth Dudding. I, I don't know that that's necessarily true, 
But I feel like, yeah, when you're in the community, asking questions and figuring out what people need and want and trying to work with them, you just get to know a lot of people. You have a lot of friends. And um, that's, again, another thing I just absolutely love about my job is I get to work with lots and lots and lots of different people. And um, I'm a huge extrovert. So that is that is my jam. Um, Yeah, and I think people see me as somebody who might have a way to help. You know, maybe not, I may not be the way, but I'm willing to kind of help think things through. And I think maybe that's what they, people see me as somebody who might have an idea about how to approach something that needs to be solved. So um, I hope that's right. (laughs) And I hope that's true. You know, I hope that that's, that's true. I hope I can help people. So you're an idea person and a problem solver and someone who can connect folks to, to resources. I think so. I think so. I think people also trust you in that, in that space of being able to do those things. Well, that, that's good to hear. I hope that, that, yeah, I hope that that's the case (laughs) because I, I want to be a trusted individual. Um, and I really do. I mean, the the care and love for, I have for my community is completely sincere. So maybe that's part of it, too. People know that I really care about what's happening here. So maybe that does translate into trust. I think you're probably right on that. <laughs> and... I think we should mention that you are a community health worker too. And so all of those things kind of um, fold into what it means to be a community health worker, that that trust and mm-hmm. um, connection to resources and problem solving skills. Um, so can you tell us about the glorious life of Ruth? Um, what are what are your accomplishments? What have you done that you're really proud of and oh, your feathers? You know, yeah, it's amazing the things that can happen in your life when you say, sure, I'll try that. <laughs> I'll do that. Let's see if we can. Um, yeah, so I would say that being willing to try things without actually knowing all the things that go into something is definitely a part of my character. I just I just really want to do things. So I think being able to say yes and take a little leap of faith in some things has, has served me well, I would say. So, you know, not, not just here in my community, um, in helping, you know, the infrastructure, the policy changes that support health and, and trying new things out with community health workers. But I did have a really great opportunity, um, to, to think about how community health workers, operate are recruited and maintained or sustained um, in other parts of the world and and that experience just looking at how other people in the world approach community health completely changed me as a public health practitioner I mean I thought I knew what community engagement was you know I thought I knew what it meant but um you know, in other parts of the world, it's it. They talk about it as social participation in health, which, you know, I, it took me a long time to, like, you know, because in my mind, community health and social participation in health are the same thing, right? They're like, 
kind of two sides of the same coin or two ways rather of saying the same thing. But what I've really learned is that in the way I've practiced community engagement is that of the perspective of, of a practitioner, right? So community engagement is more my my obligation, my responsibility, right? But social participation in health, which is where, where most other people start in the world, is really people's people's right to participate in shaping their health, right? And and it just it's just like hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, no, it's not really about what I can do. It's like everybody else has a right to be able to to say what's happening here. Um, and so that's the way I wanted to operate. I, I wanted to, um, from then on, you know, it, like I said, it changed me as a practitioner. And so that listening piece, not to the answers to the questions I had, you know, specifically, but really listening to where people are coming from and what's needed is, has definitely been the shift for me. Wow. That sounds like an amazing experience to be able to learn from from people in other countries doing work that maybe on the outside sounds like what you're doing, but when it the actual um, methods are different. Yeah. So many things. We have to spend another 45 minutes just on the things that I learned there. <laughs> <laughs> on the, the next segment. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and, and international work can be really glorious or glamorous or fun and, um, pretty amazing. So what we're going to shift gears now and talk about the real Ruth, the R-E-A-L Ruth and talk about some, maybe some challenges that you faced or, um, you know, how, how did you get where you are today? Um, that maybe people don't know or people don't see about you? Well, I think that that's a really good question. And I don't know, maybe this is a casualty of being an extreme extrovert is because I'm so tuned. I have been in my life so tuned into like feeding off of other people's energies. You know, people fill me up, but I will tell you, that health departments were busy during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think I that's a statement. Yeah. Um, that was a real look in the mirror for me, that experience. And I, I was challenged in ways I'd never been challenged before. Um, I didn't, you know, it was, it was just a very different experience because my job, of course, changed, you know, completely changed from being, you know, um, out in the community and seeking and trying and finding to this, and I don't want to say survival mode, but like urgency, task oriented. Um, and maybe that's just not my style. (laughs) Like maybe that's what I learned about me. Like that urgency. I like to have some time to think about things, but every day was a new list of things. And there was so much coming that, you know, you know, things didn't roll out perfectly every time. And, um, and things would change even from the information that we get one day, the next day we're given different information. And there were lots, I mean, I like to do problem solving. I think we identified that earlier. 
but it was um, much more challenging. And, and it was a part of kind of community health that was, um, I don't know, a lot of people were, were fearful mm-hmm. and, and were um, struggling. And that was, and it was all happening so fast and so hard that there were days when I would come home and think, I don't know if I can go back. I don't know if I can go back tomorrow. And again, I, I feel like I put a lot of energy, my husband will attest to this, put a lot of energy into my work. But I think through the pandemic, um, I really understood the need for self-care and and not just understood needed it. Like I work-life balance has completely changed for me. I shouldn't say post-pandemic because we're not really post, but um like I understand on a more um clear level like what I need to like get through the day and be happy. And again, I think I think this didn't just happen to me. I can see people that I know and and just stories I've heard like people have reevaluated their experiences, right? Yes. And I think that is definitely something that we all have done here and in many of those helping services even people you know in the service industry in any capacity um like what's important what's important and fortunately i got through that and and public health is still like really important to me but it's not the only thing that's important to me and um and so i am way more protective of my time and I've learned a very short word called no <laughs> that has been has been wildly absent in my past. But wow, oh, it is great because other things happen when um, you know, if you can't do it, guess what? Other people can or other things can happen. And so um yeah, it's it that's been really, really a good experience for me. Um Wow, Ruth, that's so well articulated. I think you're right. A lot of us had this realization that um, we had to make some changes for that to find that balance. Um, and yes, and setting boundaries where we didn't necessarily have good boundaries in the past. And, and that kind of um, brings us to the next questions. Um, what how do you take care of yourself? And how do you help others take care of themselves? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I've always been a pretty good listener. We could start with others first. Um, So I feel like that's good, but I will say, I think I'm a better listener. I'm a better listener now than I used to be, especially for my family. You know, I don't know. Maybe this is your experience as a mom. It's like, you know, you know, maybe the very best thing um, that should happen in a situation um, that does not change when your children are in their thirties, Carrie, <laughs> you still think, <laughs> you know, but, but really you don't know. I, I, I um, through this, the friendship bench project, um, that community mental health project I was talking about, we really were trained in um, problem solving and listening techniques and the power of really 
listening. I think that, and again, I think the power comes in not saying anything, like yes. really not offering any advice, like just really listening um, has just been a really powerful experience for me because people are creative. They know themselves better than, you know, I think my own children that I think I know so well, it's like, wow, that is really insightful. And I'm glad I didn't say anything because you came up with a way better idea than what I would have come up with. So, um, so that's one thing and something, so how I take care of myself, one self-care thing is I let people do things for me. That was really, yeah, that was, that's been kind of hard because I can do it myself, you know, I can, (laughs) but you know, it, it does feel good to be taken care of and, um, yeah. So that's one thing I love cooking, fortunately. And so, um, that ritual for me is very healing, you know, Mm -hmm. just the like the colors of the food and the smelling and the tasting. I just, that whole experience is just really good for me. So food, really nice food. Yeah. I love doing that. And, and tell us about something that you've made recently that you've cooked recently. Oh, (laughs) oh, Wow. So one of my favorite dishes around this time of year is this warm lentil delicata, roasted delicata squash salad. It's so good. It's I, I I'll send you the recipe, but it, it's okay, so good. Maybe yeah. we can share it on our website. Okay, okay. That would be great. That would that would be really great. Um, I was trying to think of there was one other thing I was gonna say that I made. Oh, I didn't make it yet, but I had it recently. And it was a kale salad that mm-hmm. was in the, there had golden raisins in it and nuts. And it just sounds very basic, but I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to really investigate somebody. The person who made it for me um, gave me the recipe. Oh. And so I'll investigate what the magic is. I think there were some garlicky breadcrumbs oh. or something. It was, it was a game changer, but I don't know. So I'm thinking about this kale salad and I'm going to make it for our holiday party here at the health department. Um, yeah. So sounds amazing. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm excited. So letting people take care of you, eating good food and cooking good food. Any other words of wisdom you'd like to share before we close Ruth? I, I do. And again, being physically active is important. Um, moving has really helped me too. And I, when we were in the heart of it, like getting the first thing I did, and it didn't matter how early I had to get up to do it, I would run and it set the tone for the whole day. I just got, I had a treadmill in the basement um, and I would just run and I didn't have to be very long, but it, it just, I don't know, just set things right for me. And I think the other thing I wanted, want to say about self-care too, here at the end is I can tell you, I, I made some missteps with self-care. Can we talk about those for a quick second? Like sure. I thought distraction was self-care. Like mm-hmm. if I would go home and, and like watch something and zone out like that, that was good for me. And it did kind of take me away for, from, you know, the stress for a while, but it did not fill that cup, you know? And and that was really an important thing that I learned in this self-care journey and, and this taking care of myself is that I, you know, real self-care is is active. It's um 
dynamic. It's doing intentional things to make sure that you're, you know, finding good conversations with people. Like if somebody is, I love a good conversation. Like if somebody is talking about a topic that I just love, it's like, this is my favorite thing. And I, I should have mentioned that as self-care because I was in a conference the other day and somebody was like, what do you do for self-care? And I'm like, get in a good conversation because that just really um, gets exciting for me too. But so surrounding myself with people who are uplifting and um, is really good for me. But yeah, the cautionary tale here is I think that, I, I think I think as a coping technique, it was good for me to like, you know, this was my band-aid to kind of just, I just need to get out of the stress for right now. But it didn't build me up until I really started thinking about how to be more active and to really guard my time and um, do the things that really do make me happy. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ruth. So I'm hearing, make sure that we're filling our cup and also filling our plates with good things. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I appreciate your time today. And um, I think that reflection on the pandemic is ongoing for a lot of us and we continue to learn from from that time period and um, hopefully we're getting through it yeah and you know and I think I think this is the sad part about it because the pandemic it was hard and people talk about how hard it was and it was hard it's also been a privilege honestly to to be a part of this something that everybody in the whole world was doing together, you know, working together and so proud of like our community who just showed up like before the CDC said, let's do masks. Like people were cranking them out yes. and they were showing up here at the health department for people. And, and that's what I love about, you know, our community and, um, you know, public health is everywhere. It's everybody. So well, thanks for inviting me. This was really fun. Thanks, Ruth. It was fun. And uh, take care and happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Thanks, Carrie. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish. It's self-care. <laughs>